Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first edition of the Motorsport Gang Podcast. Today, I am here with the founder, Logan Morris. Hello. Welcome. All right, so today we are going to be talking about our predict. We're going to start off with our predictions for the 2019 Formula One season. Uh, we're going to start with constructors, and I just think, like, work bottom the top, who we think is going to suck, who we think is going to be, you know, okay, and then who you, we think is going to win the Constructors Championship. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, so, um, I'll put my, my, the team I think is going to do the worst this year is, again, Williams. Yeah, it um, seems that Williams have just, they haven't improved at all, and if anything, they've gotten worse. They had, they didn't make it to the first two days of testing. They didn't come until day three on last Wednesday. And that's, like, yeah. I know, like, it's, we have seen, like, drivers, like, we have seen drivers, like, not do many laps in testing and still do pretty good in the season, but it's, it, it's different because this is Williams at the moment. They were last in the constructors and drivers last year. So they yeah. sort of need the extra time. Well, I think, Williams is going to continue continue to lag behind in development, and I think part of that is due to they didn't have a, the best set of drivers this last year, but they don't have the best set this year. They have obviously have George Russell, who's coming over from Formula Two. I think he is going to help the team, but he doesn't have that experience that he can bring to really like build that team back up. And then obviously Robert Kubica has been out of a Formula One car since for a while now after his rally car accident and I just don't think he's gonna he's gonna have to be learning uh and he's not gonna be able to really help Williams out in development yeah I feel like they got George Russell because of his his pure pace and how good he did in F2 and then they got Robert Kubica for like that technical analysis just to just to uh you know try to boost the team up uh, up the order a bit and he also brings a bit a, a bit of cash in so yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, Robert Kubica has not been in a F1 car during the turbo hybrid era before. Um, well, uh, before they announced him, and I think he's gonna be. It's gonna be a learning experience for him as well, and that that'll really hurt them in terms of uh, development, or at least early on in the season. As I think he'll be able to pick it up, but. It, it'll. They, I think they'll lag behind bef- uh, before the summer break. Yeah, it's weird because a lot of people are like, they're hyping up Robert Kubica just to be like this, just to come back and win races again, maybe even win a championship. But this is, this man has like, this man's arm, this, this man's body is pretty much destroyed. And he hasn't driven an F1 car professionally in over, in over nine years. Yeah. So... I think Williams, they might. This might be the start of a road to recovery, but it's going to be a long road, and it's not going to all come together. Yeah, I'd say that as well. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's going to come together for Williams this season. All right, and then next up for I guess the ninth best or the second constructor, I predict. For me, it's going to be McLaren, and it hurts me to say this. It would hurt me to say that, too. But actually, 
I've been doing like things not based off testing. I know it's not good to do that, but at the moment, you you chose McLaren as your ninth place team. To be honest, I my ninth place team is Haas at the moment. I I have Haas. Uh, I was thinking that Haas would lag behind, but I think uh, Rich Energy. Obviously, they're bringing more money to the team. The good old Force America, and um, I think just that I think that'll help a bit with their development. I don't think Haas will be like a Renault or Force uh, a Renault equivalent. I think they're still going to be around where they were last year, maybe a bit quicker, but. I definitely think um, McLaren, not as much pace, but I think their reliability is going to continue to plague them uh, through the season. I mean, uh, they obviously had some pace of testing. We shouldn't base everything off testing, but they had some pace. But Lando Norris had a technical failure. failure. Carlos Sainz had a technical failure. But if you think about it, it... McLaren haven't had that many technical issues, and even then, they have them late in the day where they've already clocked up a bunch of laps. True. It's a going omen for the season. If McLaren can get their reliability together, I think they will definitely do perform a lot better than they did last year. Yeah. But one thing that I really think is going to hurt McLaren is their just lack of experience on that team now. They lost Fernando Alonso as their driver and he is arguably one of the best drivers in the world and could give really good feedback on what that car was doing they don't have that well they sort of do because he has been confirmed as a test driver for for mclaren and will participate in apparently a couple practice sessions that that uh that are a couple selected ones which is weird because they didn't really do that with with Button, when he retired, they didn't, except for Monaco, which wasn't even a test. He was just put in because Alonso had to do the Indy 500. Yeah, well, I think it's mainly because there's a difference between Button and Alonso. Jensen Button, yeah, he was he was good. He was never great, but he had some pace. But Fernando Alonso is Fernando Alonso. Yeah. He is, like, he's challenging for the Triple Crown. So I think he definitely has... Um, if McLaren can keep him in the stable, they will be able to, I think, start a comeback. But I don't think this year is going to be the year where they really uh, make their comeback. Yeah. All right. So who do you? Uh, you obviously have um, Haas in eighth. I have well McLaren. Haas in ninth. Oh, Haas in ninth. Yeah. Yeah, I put Haas in eighth or ninth because. Oh, just over testing. It seems that their car. I want to just say that the, just their car in general. Just say Ferrari engines now seem a bit more unreliable. They've broken down so many times in testing, and that's not a good omen. Because if they're constantly breaking down, how are you scoring points? Yeah. I mean, I think Haas will. Honestly, for me, I think Haas is just going to stay the same about a midfield team. Uh, you know. Yeah. Getting points on a regular basis, but never challenging for anything above like sixth place. Yeah, it's it's weird because I feel like the only team at the moment that has a chance to really catch like the front runners is Renault because the top three teams, yeah, which I other than Red Red Bull basically, but Ferrari, Mercedes, and Renault they power pretty much the entire grid, and then there's Honda, but that's different because Honda doesn't have their own you know manufacturer team. 
Yeah. Ferrari doesn't really want Haas to get really close to them and overtake them potentially. So I feel like they're they're really careful yeah. about that Ferrari. And I guess Mercedes don't really want their their junior teams basically. So like uh racing point now and then yeah, and now uh Williams. Yeah. No, I think that is part of it. And then one thing that um I see for uh Haas and or actually, now that we're talking about it, just engine-wise, I'm not sure. I think this could be the year where Red Bull starts to falter. The Honda engine has not proven to be the most reliable um, uh, in recent years. Obviously, Toro also moved to it um, last year. But, yeah. I mean... I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Red Bull will do with it. Obviously, they'll be. A, I think they'll still be a podium caliber team, but I think they're gonna definitely take a step, or I think they'll take a step back from where they were last year. Yeah, it's. I think this year, however, I didn't do that on my like, on like my predictions. One thing that based on doing, we're basically just doing this on testing, but you know. We can't really go into that, but I guess in actual things, this is sort of like a building year for Red Bull, sort of like examples, like for a driver yeah. like Hamilton, Mercedes, like 2013 was basically just a building year for him and the team. And I feel like this is just a building year, maybe potentially a building year for Red Bull and Honda. But uh, you have to have high hopes because the the Honda engine last year was actually quite re- reliable. Their only really major issue was, I guess, the last race. And yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so we've made a mini prediction onto the team that I think is going to end up seventh or eighth in the constructors' championship is Toro Rosso, and I don't think I think it's going to kind of be like Haas for them. I think they're going to stay a Red Bull Junior team. They're not going to have the funding to really challenge for the top. I, I did something else. I did, um, for eighth place in the constructor stand, uh, standings, I put Racing Point F1. Or however, whatever. Yeah. Sport Peso, whatever. Whatever. I'm going to go, I'm a, I'm a, I think it's going to say Force India for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it, I think they still have Force India in their name. It's like Sport Peso Racing Point Force India. It's a really long name. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think Racing Point will be, um, well, I'll I'll justify Toro yeah. Rosso. And honestly, I don't think it's anything bad about Toro Rosso. Um, I just don't think they're, obviously they, they had some, re, a, a re, I think Brendan Hartley wasn't the best driver in that stable. Yeah, Last I would say year, so. Pierre Gasly was definitely the better driver. But now they have Albon and Kvyat, who... Yeah, uh, Albon uh, used to be a part of the Red uh, Bull driver program and then was booted. Um, I don't remember what year. I think it was like... I don't, I don't remember what year it was. But I think he got like booted from the Red Bull program. So they have two drivers that have pretty much been kicked. I wouldn't say kicked out of the Red Bull program. Because you have Kvyat that got kicked out of Red Bull. And then you have Albon who's been actually removed from the actual program itself and brought back in. Yeah. No, I, I I think they're gonna continue to be a um like probably one of the faster back markers 
And I think they're going to be beating out McLaren and Toro Rosso, or McLaren and Williams and challenging um, Haas and Racing Point. Um, but in terms of um, pace, I think they're going to stay around where they were last year. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Uh, yeah, obviously, um, I said I put Racing Point as my eighth place card. My My sort of reasons for that is because I don't think that even though, like, I've I've done I I haven't like been completely off Lance Stroll's um I haven't really been I haven't like you know I haven't like just like saying oh Lance Stroll can't do anything obviously he had that magical podium in Baku that front row in Italy and yeah. he, he was the only Williams to make Q three last season in at Italy Italy so yeah no I think uh, Stroll gets less credit than uh, he or. Er- gets uh, less credit than he deserves. Um, yes, he, he, uh, his dad bought him his ride. Yeah, it's, it's just a bit sad. Because there's, there's no Formula One team that uh, will let someone buy their ride uh, if they have no talent. You, you have, even if you are, you could throw the most amount of money at a team, but if you, if you cannot drive their car, they're not going to let you in. That's sort of what happened with Ericsson. They sort of kept him on the train for a couple of years, the Sauber train. He brought in, a, like, Swedish backers for the team. He brought in, yeah. yeah, he brought in Swedish backers, and until, like, he was at the point where, like, okay, Leclerc dominated you 39-9 to the points last season. You, you probably have to go. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I'm really looking forward to see Eric, seeing Ericsson in IndyCar, and I'm I'm not sure if you saw yeah, my yeah, um, or listened to my podcast. I'm surprised they haven't like released um, onboards for that because they released onboards for Rosenquist. For for Rosenquist, yeah. the the new upcoming Chip Ganassi driver, which is, we, we, I guess we can differ on topics for a second a bit, which is quite weird. I feel it weird that Chip Ganassi went with Rosenquist because his rookie ride is going to be for a top team. Yeah, I think. Um... He he was quick in Formula E, and um, yeah, he won a couple races. He won a couple races last season. I think he was also in the title fight. But I think, I think Chip Ganassi is going to focus their resources on the nine. Yeah, cars. most of Chip Ganassi. Yeah, I'd say that as well. Defending their championship, the, the Chip Ganassi are going to really only going to focus on Scott Dixon because you have Scott Dixon, who's now a five-time world champion at IndyCar, and then you have Rosenquist, who hasn't even started a race yet. Yeah. Uh, correct me, uh, is is Dixon moving to the one or staying in the nine? Um, I think he'll probably stay in the nine. He, uh, or, yeah, yeah he even like, said a thing, like, I think he, I think it was revealed, like, that he tried to, like, put the one on his car, and he just couldn't, he couldn't get it for some reason. He couldn't get the one in this car, so I think yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure he's staying in the nine. Yeah. Anyway, back to our original topic. I think we can go to IndyCar a little bit later in the show. Yes. Um. Obviously, I covered that a bit last night, but I'm gonna put my seventh best team or uh third or fourth worst team. I think that's the number. And for that, I'm going to put Racing Point Fourth India. Uh, as my um fourth from the back or fourth team, and 
Uh, I'm not sure. They've ha- obviously had some funding issues in the past. They they were quick as soon as um. As soon as Daddy Stroll came on board. Yeah, I mean, they got what was it? Top. They got some of the top qualifying positions at. Spa. Yeah, they qualified third and fourth at Spa, then finished the race in fifth and sixth. And Perez almost took fourth, but Bottas sort of ruined, ruined the, ruined the party a bit. Yeah. So I racing point will be quick, but I just don't have the faith in them that I have in some of the teams that I'm about to. Yeah. For seventh place in the constructor standings, I put Alfa Romeo Racing. Um, I think this year yeah. they have a new young talent who's been really quick in F2. I think he finished runner-up in 2016 in GP. Then they have the experience of Kimi Raikkonen, I feel like Kimmy is just like, he can push now. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about being second fiddle to another driver. And if anything, I think he's going to be the primary driver in that team. Yeah. No, I actually have the exact same viewpoint. That's why I put uh, Alfa Romeo Sauber, or Alfa Romeo now, not even Sauber, as my fifth. Yeah. Uh, I think they're gonna have the factory backing. Yeah, they have now, the factory obviously. backing. They have they, no issues yeah. for like they have no like funding issues anymore. So, if anything, they can just focus all their resources on yeah. upgrading the car. Yeah, I think this could be the start of the Alfa Romeo um, rise. I think they might be able to challenge. Uh, yeah, Renault. I think they'll be up there like that challenging Renault. Might. They'll probably but, be up there. Yeah. I think, uh, and that's where I think they'll be. I think they'll be racing, like, right in the mid-pack, occasional, and, like, uh, challenging for seventh place. Yeah, but he, they're, they're definitely, I feel like Kimi Raikid or maybe even Giovinazzi a couple times next season will pick up, like, best of the rest, getting a bunch of points for Sauber, or, sorry, Alfa Romeo now. It's so confusing because we have two teams now that have new names. They're basically, I yeah. guess you'd say, new teams, but not officially. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna. Con- I think I might call him Sauber for the first few races. I think I'm gonna say Force India for the first few races. I think I'm gonna say Force America. <laughs> for the first few races. <laughs> That's such a perfect way to say it. Force America. They, all right. Well, I, I think they still have. I don't think, I think, uh, what's it, um, what's his name, uh, Lawrence Stroll is still, Daddy Stroll is still the owner, he's the owner of the team, but I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure the, the Indian guy that was running the team, the, the, the team principal, I'm pretty sure he's still, like, a member of the team, like, he's still, like, team principal, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, yeah, anyway, I think Alfa Romeo is going to really start to rise this year. Probably challenge for seventh. Maybe even, um, especially in qualifying, look good in qualifying um, challenge. I think out, they'll, they'll, I think they might lag a bit, right, at, uh, at the start of the season. You know, Australia. Yeah, just so just to. like the new, they're now officially Alfa Romeo. Yeah. But I think after the summer break, when we come back, I think they might really start to tear up the track and make a run for, you know, the top spot. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of what they did last year with Leclerc and even Ericsson. 
Because after the summer break, Leclerc scored points in both. He scored points. Uh, he didn't score points until after the summer break. He didn't score points until Singapore. And then would later score points again. He, was, he would take best in the rest in Russia. And then he would finish, I think, seventh in Mexico. Uh, I think he finished seventh again in Brazil. And then seventh in Abu Dhabi. He has, like, he has already like good momentum coming into this next season. Yeah. Anyway, um, I who do, so who do you have as your um fifth place or not fifth place? Yeah, fifth sixth place. place or, well, sixth place. Yeah, whatever your next. So is for sixth place in the constructors standings, I put Scuderia Toro Rosso. What about you, Will? What do you got yeah. for sixth place? Yeah. Uh, I have Alfa Romeo. I think. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I just said it right after you did, because I had him for the same reason. But yeah, I have Alfa Romeo there. I've raised some points yeah. behind Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo, like, this is going to be a pretty good yeah. year for, I guess... I feel like Toro Rosso, this is like their... This might be... They might, like... They, Toro Rosso already have, always have, like, a pretty good start, and then, like, they fade in the... Because like, I'm pretty sure Toro Rosso is, like, the team that stops their upgrades, like, first. So, like, they, pretty, they drop back a bit yeah. uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um. I, I. I. Both the Red Bull teams. I'm start. I'm. I'm kind of worried for. And obviously, I could be proved wrong, and Red Bull could go out and win the freaking title. I don't know. But something. I'm not as sure about it as I had been before. Uh, before the. Uh, I don't know. Before testing, something that testing didn't sit right with me anyway yeah so you have so you have Toro also as your um sixth place car with five teams and I'm gonna go to my fifth place car and that's going to be Haas and I just I think I said this earlier just because of the new funding from Rich Energy which could fall through yeah a lot of people are saying that Rich Um, Energy Rich Energy will just drop out due to lack of because no one's heard of them. Basically, no one I know has ever like heard of Rich Energy, and not many people have heard of Rich Energy until they suddenly, until they suddenly became a sponsor of a, an American F or sort of Amer- I'd say American, but they, they're they're basically. I'm pretty sure their base is in like Britain. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. No, I think. Um, I think. Obviously, I think that's a good thing to have when you have a sponsorship is to get your name out there. But yeah, I think Haas will be will uh, stay in front of the mid pack. Um, that's my prediction. Yeah, sounds good. So the reason I chose McLaren is due to the results in testing, which again is not we will say like many times. It is not much to look into, but McLaren's reliability seems to be fixed. It looks. It, it's looking pretty good for McLaren. They've already, I'm pretty sure they've clocked out the most laps in a couple days of testing, and they already have like a bunch of laps. They they already they have so many laps under their belt now. Like they barely have any issues. They they barely have any issues now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to believe McLaren is gonna get it, you know get it together, but there's something inside it that doesn't quite. Well, just with Fernando leaving, and they did have some breakdowns um, early on. They were quick, 
and I think they will be quick, but they're reliable. I think they might still ha- continue to have reliability issues. That's my. It's weird because it, it's weird. Other than anyway. like 2017, McLaren usually has a great start, and then usually falls back at the end of the season. If you think about it, because think about like back to like 2012, they had a great start. They had Button win the first race. They had a whole McLaren front row for the first two races. And now, I guess, I think yeah. I think it might be the same thing. Sort of the same thing with Toro Rosso. Like, McLaren sort of, like, last year, McLaren started really, really well with uh, Fernando getting fifth place in Australia. And then I'm pretty sure um, Van Dorn got a couple points uh, in the first couple races up until back. I think that, that was it. That was, like, his last before, – before Mexico. Yeah. That was his last point-scoring uh, point race. But McLaren were really good yeah. uh, towards the, the 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 towards like the start of the season. So like, I feel like it's going to be the same thing yeah. this year, just because of I guess previous years and so are just going off last year. There's there's sort of like I guess a Toro Rosso and sort of like a sort of a sense where they yeah just drop back a bit because they fell off the cliff at the end of last season. They were behind Williams. Yeah. In Brazil, yeah. No, I think uh, McLaren and they could have a good year, but it's definitely going to be a building year. It's not going to be a year where they're suddenly back at the front. That's. Just I think they, they're using these next two years, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, as like I wouldn't say like testing, but I wouldn't and I wouldn't say as well just write off years. But I think they're also just trying to use these years to try to come back for the new twenty twenty one regulations. Yeah. All right. In fourth, this is going to be a bit of a surprise. I have Red Bull, Ooh. and I have Renault beating out Red Bull. I put Renault in fourth place just because. Yeah, I. I find that. I don't think they'll slump back that far. I don't think Red Bull would go. They will go that far back. I don't think. I was a bit yeah. like you know shaky um, after like I was like oh. Are are Honda gonna start breaking down with Red Bull like in the first? Like, are they gonna have eight DNFs in like ten races with yeah. with mechanical issues? And like through testing, they've been pretty consistent with their reliability, and they've also been pretty quick. And I'm pretty sure Helmut Marco even said the. Uh, I wouldn't not the team. Well, I guess Red Bull owner. I guess he he Dr. Helmut Marco. He even said that. Red Bull can win races this season, and to be honest, I sort of agree with him. Yeah, um, I, I think it, and I'm not even as much that Red Bull is going to slump back too far. I think they'll slump back a bit because obviously they're figuring out yeah. a new engine. That I think will always take a season or two to really get to where you have it dialed in. But I think Renault is actually really going to pick up the pace in terms of. Uh, I think they're going to. Not challenge for race wins, but podiums. They want to get in like Sergio Perez, uh, Perez's position where he's like, when there's a chance to get a podium, they want to be there. They want either Ricardo or Hulkenberg to be there to pick it up and not just have it be. Yeah. Because last year in 2018, Perez was the only non front, none of the was only non front runner to get a podium at uh, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Um, and then, 
second. Uh, so you're, you have Red Bull in third, I'm assuming. Well, we're, we're, if we're doing third, should we just put, say, third in the standings? You already said Renault. I said Renault fourth. Yeah. Well, I said Renault fourth place because ever since they rejoined F1 in 2016, they've, they had 2016, which was a pretty bad year. The car didn't have, like, any speed. They were basically, I guess, like, I wouldn't say McLaren Honda because they weren't unreliable. But their the car was pretty slow, and they had Julian Palmer on the team, and then they you go to you yeah. go to twenty seventeen where they got Hulkenberg in the team, who and then they really improved in twenty seventeen. They only scored like I think they only scored like eight points in twenty sixteen. They scored like over sixty or something. I don't remember what it was. Something a pretty big number in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think Renault, they're going to have Daniel Ricciardo, who, if anything, is going to outperform uh, the Renault. I think his uh, driving ability is going to keep him, even if they have, like, a sixth or seventh place card any given weekend, I think he's going to keep him in the fight for, like, the top Yeah, five. I'd say that as, um, I'd say that as well. Like, I would love to see Ricciardo on the podium in a Renault. That would be pretty good to see. Just to yeah. see him, I guess, I guess now is, like, I would like to see him do a shoey just in the Renault suit, like up on the podium in whatever circuit, maybe even Australia in his home track. They might get a podium in their first. They yeah. they might get their first podium back in F one. Yeah, I think uh, they're gonna have the experience of Daniel Ricciardo and the just driving ability of Daniel Ricciardo. I think they're gonna make um a comeback. Yeah, that's my prediction. Anyway, so we've got in the top. Uh, we've gotten to the well, final, final three. Two. Between Mercedes. Well, you. Well, I. Yeah, well, I haven't said no, third place. You, or, yeah, yeah and, you haven't announced who is it. So you obviously said Renault. Car. I said for third place in the constructor standings. I said Mercedes. I had Mer- Mercedes drop back. Yeah, but not from. Based not off from testing, there. which I know we were gonna say. I already said this. We're going to say many times it's not based off testing, but Red Bull are very optimistic about their car this year. And to be honest, uh, they have not, like, released the full, the full, the full, like, blast, the, the party mode, I'd say. I, I don't think, I think Red Bull have something that they just haven't really shown because you've had Gasly... Well, you have Verstappen. He's had a pretty quiet testing. He hasn't really been up at the top. I think his best result was fourth back in day, day one. I think, um, and yeah. then you have Gasly, who I think Gasly's just trying to get used to the car because obviously he's crashed twice now. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous, but I feel like Gasly just needs to get used to the car and used to the Red Bull and. Uh, I think this season he'll be up there fighting for even wins around the time maybe even yeah. he usually usually they get wins that like surprise wins that like um mostly the the high downforce circuits so like yeah yeah Monaco, Monaco Singapore and uh, even Mexico yeah um I have Mercedes in second you have what second? Um, I didn't get that. I think, or uh, I have Mercedes in second, but not. And I think, I don't think they were 
um, way. I they were obviously if you just if you had no idea um, about Formula One and you looked at the timesheets and say, "Ooh, Mercedes." Sucks, yeah, they haven't done any like they were near the back every yeah, session. They're doing a long run really, pace. They're not doing it. like they're not doing one lap pace. Yeah. They're they've been focusing long run pace. Yeah, and I think even if anything. Uh, yeah, they're just not, they're not going for top speed, and why would they? They don't need it, really. I, they they, know yeah, they know they're, they're quick, they just haven't, like, shown it yet. I think the only yeah. time they did, um, I think it was day four, yeah, I think it was day four was the only time, when, like, they did, what, what was with Hamilton, where they did, um, high, like, basically they put on the softest compound of tire, and then did a lap, and Almost at the fastest time until Qubits Q- got in the way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Mercedes in in second. Who do you have? In I second? put Red Bull Honda in second place, mostly because of the reasons I just said. I think Honda. I think Red Bull made a good choice this year in terms of power unit. They have Honda. I feel like Ferrari. If they chose like Ferrari. Ferrari would have just, I guess, held them back because of the manufacturer team, like I said earlier. But they have Honda, who's been, yeah. who they already have one year with Toro Rosso under their belt. Which, to be honest, they had a good season. They didn't, they didn't even have like. I'm pretty sure Honda have. I would, I wouldn't. I might, I, I probably shouldn't go this far, but I'm pretty sure Honda have even overtaken Renault in terms of power units. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not gonna met say anything on um, Honda. I think power-wise, they might be there. They just need to make sure their reliability is um, yeah, they're seeing... good. Because obviously the last race of the season was uh, a DNF. Yeah, it was a DNF for Gasly due to, oh, okay. he had like smoke at the back of the car, but Brendan Hartley brought it home. And other than that, I don't remember like I don't remember a time where like they had a, I think he also had an engine issue in qualifying at Abu Dhabi. I don't remember like any like yeah. other races where they've had issues with the power unit. Yeah, no, I think Red Bull will be there, but I think Renault is also going to improve. Um, so you have Red Bull in second. My constructors championship is Ferrari, and just I think the pure pace they've shown at testing with both Charles Le- Charles Leclerc. He's- I think blowing my mind. He's blowing my mind with the pace he's got. Yeah. And then they're gonna have the veteran Vettel. Um, they have the rookie. Uh, it's sort of like Vettel. McLaren back in two thousand seven. They have the rookie of Leclerc, the young rookie of Leclerc, and then the the seasoned veteran and world champion Vettel. Yeah, I think that's just the combo they need. A, a driver with like Leclerc who has so much raw talent and pace. And then a driver like Vettel who can, I think, keep their consistency up. Because from what I can, I think Leclerc, he might get in a bit over his head in the first few races. Try some things. That yeah, might I, I think a good out. example of that was like China where he tried to push the car in qualifying. Spun, got knocked out in Q1 and then in the race. And then after sure in the race, he spun twice at turn one. And then finished last of the, he, yeah. I think he finished... Well, he didn't finish last because Brendan Hartley came into the pits and semi-retired. He retired in the last lap, basically. But he came into the pits and, yeah. or yeah, he he basically finished the last of the running of the running people. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think Ferrari is going to really get it to be... This is like, Ferrari's season. Ahead of Mercedes. I feel like... I wouldn't say yeah. this is the last chance, but I think, like, this is, like, Ferrari's... This is the biggest... Their biggest opportunity of the V6 era. Yeah, no, I think this is their last... This year and next year, the last years, they're really going to have to take to advantage of this dominance. The new regs... Like, new... Yeah, the, the, the new reset. regs come in. It's bit, yeah, like you said, a hard reset. But yeah. I think... And I think... That's when we're really yeah. gonna have a shakeup in terms of uh, the teams, and I'm looking forward I think to that. It's so anyway, weird because um, I will say, I, I will say this: Vettel and Hamilton have won every single championship in like the 2010 era, from like 2010 to 2018. It was Vettel and Hamilton have won all the championships except for Rosberg in 2016. Yeah. But they're the only two active drivers. And I think they're going to be... It's going to be, in my opinion, a fight between uh, Hamilton, Leclerc, and Vettel. But I think Ferrari's going to kind of, you know, team orders on on Leclerc. Yeah. um, And let Vettel go for it. And then it's really going to come down to if Leclerc's going to become a Valtteri Bottas or if he's going to become a Lewis. A lot of people said... Leclerc even said himself his goal for the season is at least two wins, which to be honest, if he get, if he gets even one, I'm happy because you know you know I'm I'm a Charles fan, but yeah. obviously, what well, I'm a bit, I'm a fan of Ferrari's lineup just in general. Just we have Vettel, who have, I've been a, a I guess I'm sort of a new fan of Vettel, and then we have Leclerc, who've been a fan of him ever since the season started. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think uh, Ferrari is going to be the dominant car this yeah. season, and then obviously I'm not going to go to next season. But if uh, this season, I think they're going to be the dominant car. Which really they're going to have to focus on is keeping their um, shoot, I just blank. Uh, keeping their production and their you know upgrades um, consistent because they were really quick uh, last year, but then. Late in the season, Mercedes just rocketed ahead. Yeah, of them. they had an issue um, with like their their upgrades. They put like they they upgraded the car, but it actually made the car worse. And then they ended up taking the upgrade off for USA, and obviously, you know what happened there. Raikkonen won the race. Yeah, but at that point, uh, Hamilton had really opened up. A yeah, they step. they came back, but it was already too forward. late. Yeah. Um, so those are the, I'd say the constructors predictions. I, I don't think we have time to go through. Yeah. All I would just drivers, say top 10, but yeah, top 10. Um, I'm just going to go off. The top yeah, do of t- I, I wrote it down. So just um, do 10th place to first. We'll do that here. Uh, you go real quick. I can't, so I have a second to think. Yeah. I'll let you give a second to think. Oh, can I just say ten, my 10th place car? So yeah. my result for second or second on about tenth place in the driver standings is Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, um, obviously or, Sauber or Alfa Romeo. I feel like Raikkonen's got this. He's got this boost this season. Alfa Romeo have a better package now, and Leclerc wasn't that far off the top ten 
I think he was like just 20 points off the top 10. He Or not even 20 points, I would say like maybe even like 15 points off the top 10 uh, last season. He overtook he overtook Grosjean in the standings, who was in a Haas, which is, we, we would say, and I'm pretty sure you would even yeah. say, the superior Ferrari car. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for 10th, I'm going to say Lando Norris. Um, and I think Lando is a really good driver, and he's shown some pace in testing. Uh, but I think, uh, I don't think, McLaren's really going to be the quickest team this year, and Lando's really going to have to outperform his equipment to score points on a regular basis. Yeah, it's yeah. Norris is like Norris is like the next. A lot of people called Norris the next Lewis Hamilton. He, and to be honest, I'm not that surprised. He's had good F2 success. He he's more based off consistency than good results based on his just career. He won the F3 championship back in 2017. I finished runner-up in the F2 championship in 2018. And yeah. All right. Um, so who do you have in... Well, in ninth place, I have... The the guy you put in 10th place, I have his teammate, Carlos Sainz. I have him in ninth place for McLaren. I think Sainz is like... Norris is a good driver. I'll admit that I'm not I'm not on the Norris bandwagon. But I I would say that Sainz is definitely going to be outscoring Norris this season. Mostly because Norris is a rookie. He needs to get used to his ride and obviously Sainz has had many years in I wouldn't say bottom equipment. He's he's had three years in Toro Rosso and now one year with Renault. I feel like he can improve the team. Yeah. All right. In ninth place, I put Nico Hulkenberg. That's interesting. Um, I'd say he's a bit lower, um, but when I just looked at every other driver, I couldn't find a place um, higher than that. And I'm just going to say, I think the drivers are It's going to be a lot tighter. Yeah, especially in the midfield. It looks That's so fun. much tighter. Toro Rosso could end up fourth in the standings this year. Yeah. No, I'd say um, even I'd just say the top two are untouchable. I think Red Bull is going to be right there with them, but not quite fast enough to challenge. Yeah, you're saying like they'll be ahead of, they'll be like, they'll be back, they'll be further back from like the top two and then ahead of the, 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 yeah, the midfield. The midfield. Um, and then I think it's, Basically, the fight for seventh place is going to be really yeah. intense. Fight for best in the rest in just any race in general. We had we had many drivers get best of the rest. We had Alonso get best of the rest in Australia and Singapore, I believe. We had Leclerc get it in a bunch of races. We had I think we yeah. had we had Gasly get it in Bon and Bahrain, and I, I think he also got it in Hungary. I believe he finished sixth place. Yeah, I think yeah, we have a tasty um, yeah, midfield. I think it's gonna be a really tight battle this year in the midfield, and I think that's gonna be fun. Yeah, to it's watch. not gonna be like twenty seventeen, uh, where like it was just Force India, basically the Mercedes of the midfield. Yeah. All right. So who do you have? So in eighth place, I put who you put in ninth. I put Nico Hulkenberg in eighth place. Um, I think uh, Hulkenberg. Now I will say, Hulkenberg, I guess, is your 
my next pick is going to shock you. So Hulkenberg, I think Hulkenberg is just that really consistent driver. He has, he has a, he's had, he has several good results for right now. I think his best finish last year was fifth in Germany, his home Grand Prix. He has good momentum, and he, he usually gets good results. And even when he doesn't, his his issues are usually due to strategy or reliability. Yeah, and then quick remind me who I put, you put in 10. I put a Kimi um, Raikkonen. All right, yeah. I just want to – so I can um, come back to it if I have to. All right, so in eighth place, I put uh, Kimi Raikkonen. And I just think – I think I'm taking a bit of a bet or a big leap here, but I think Kimi is a talented driver. He's now driving for a um, he's driving for a factory program where he is going to be the priority. Um, I think ahead of Giov- uh, Giovinazzi. Um, and I think Alfa Romeo might really uh, come out swinging this year. And I'm. It's a, it's a bit of a jump, but I think Raikkonen is going to be P8 this year. Yeah, I think he's going to do really good this year. He he has so much he has so much talent behind him that he couldn't really use it for right now. He can just unleash it now uh, with Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Raikkonen's really going to get it together this year and challenge pop for like. I'd say he's gonna be challenging for points on a regular basis. He's never gonna be like a he's not gonna be like last. Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna be the Williams. Um, I'd say the only reason it could be a struggle for him to get points is just because the midfield is gonna be really tight. Yeah, I'd say that as well. That's it's, it's gonna be I'd say a gamble to, to predict anything about the midfield let alone the top five. If anything, the entire field, other than, I guess, Williams, is pretty hard to, pretty hard, pretty hard to, you know, just to predict. Yeah, just predict. predict. It's really hard at the moment. Yeah. All right, so P7. Now, this is, this might be shocking to you. In seventh place in the driver's standings, I put Esteban Ocon. Um, Logan. Yeah. Esteban Ocon isn't driving full time, is he? Yeah, he isn't. But what I the reason I put Ocon there is because I think Bottas is just broken after twenty eighteen, and I think Mercedes they sort of owe Ocon the seat after what happened with him and with him and uh, Stroll. I feel like mid season. I think I don't think Bottas is gonna, especially like I think Mercedes have slumped. He's just. I think he's just become another Hakikova liner where like Hamilton's getting all the good results and Bottas fighting for fifth. And if yeah. that happens, I think he'll be dropped by around Hungary, maybe like after the summer break, and they'll get Akon in the car. I'd say that's a bold prediction. Probably that's a bit more of a leap than I was willing to take. Um, I actually knew Akon was the reserve driver. I I I say he's gonna be in the car twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, for sure. Unless like. And let's, yeah, let's, Bottas basically has to win the championship or finish ahead of Hamilton in the standings to keep his seat. And even then, this is Lewis Hamilton, a five, yeah. a now five-time world champion, to Bottas, who's won three races. And I don't think Mercedes is even going to give him the chance. Yeah, I feel like Mercedes, chance. I thought about this earlier today, I feel like Mercedes are trying to get Hamilton to beat Schumacher's record. 
Yeah. So even if like even if Bottas um, is challenging for like the title, they're gonna have like Hamilton out front, just to like see if they can get Mercedes to overtake Ferrari in like the all-time win list and all-time champions list, and to bring Hamilton to yeah. seven um, world titles and over ninety wins. Yeah. So Akon, that's a big jump. In seventh place, I have Daniel Ricardo. I basically have him. The um, the the. Con- at, at yeah, the, the midfield. Yeah, the the the, the, the Formula One two, one point five. If you've seen their Instagram, Formula One point five champion. Yeah, that actually describes it perfectly. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna be the fastest in the midfield. Definitely challenging for fifth at, on at most races, but not enough to really cement him ahead of any of the top. Three. Now, obviously, I did have um, Renault beating Red Bull uh, constructors-wise. So, actually, if this if it were this, it wouldn't. Um, I don't know. I feel like thinking back on it, that Red Bull and is gonna beat Renault. Not by much. I think they might have a good race. Yeah. Anyway, so who do you have in... In sixth place, you probably saw this coming. I have Valtteri Bottas, just because of my Espanacan prediction. I think Valtteri Bottas, I really don't think Bottas will have any, really a good result this season. And if anything, his best chances to win are, are in like the first couple races where he isn't a wingman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, def- I definitely say Bottas. He, I have him... Yeah, so... I think Bottas is gonna be. Um, this is this is his year. He has to either like it's either prove himself or he's. I think Bottas might gone. retire no... uh, if he gets dropped this season. I think he might retire because where do you go after Mercedes? Yeah, I mean, Kimi Räikkönen obviously proved you can go um, somewhere. Yeah, but, but he wasn't absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't say. Well, I wouldn't say he's been destroyed. But it's it's different because I feel like Bottas is just a shattered man. He just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think he really. I think he. Um, if he retires, he or if he gets dropped, I think he's retiring. Unless he does want to pull a Reichen and accidentally reset yeah, career mode and go back to Williams. Uh, I, I don't even think he wants to do. Raikkonen did it because he just yeah. wants to continue racing. I don't think Bottas wants to continue racing in a Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So, my sixth place is Pierre Gasly. Um, I think Gasly's going to have some reliability problems, not car-wise, driver-wise. He's crashed twice in testing. Um, He's the only driver to really crash think, in testing, if you think about it, because Vettel had that crash, but it was only really, it wasn't really his fault. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Ricciardo took a bit of a wipe out, but that yeah, he didn't really fun. crash as well. You know? I think he, I think he just kept it out of the barriers. Yeah, but Gasly actually, uh, I just saw the video before he came down, before I came to record this. Uh, he had a big. Incident. Uh, it was very, got torn up. It was very similar to, to Brendan Hartley um, back last year, and I think FP three, where uh, Hartley clipped the grass, spun around, and then slammed the rear end uh, on the wall, 
It looked very yeah. similar. Yeah. And I think uh, Gasly, it's just going to be a big jump, and I don't think it's going to take him a season to really, um, what did I say, adapt to the car. I think he will be challenging at some races, but I think he really needs to take some time, step back, and get yeah. used to the car. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so fifth place. I have Pierre Gasly in fifth place also because – I put I put Han, uh, Red Bull Honda second place in the standings. I feel like you have to – I sort of have to put him there. Uh, not just because – I feel like Gasly is a really quick driver. I don't think he's on Verstappen's level yet. And I think he might be like maybe in like 2020 and maybe even 2021 if they keep him yeah. for that long. I think he'll be up there. I think yeah. he – I think he might get a – I think he might get at least if he doesn't get a race win this season. I feel like he'll be really close to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for fifth place, I had Valtteri Bottas. Um, yeah, I think he he he's well away from challenging for podiums just because unless he gets it like first few races before team orders really become much of a concern where they're fighting to get that championship for Hamilton. Yeah. Um, Team orders only really become like a thing around, I'd say, Spain. Yeah, and yeah, whenever once the championship battle, like you see who's gonna be competing for it, that's when I'd say they start to be like, all right, we gotta, we gotta get this. Guy. That's what they did last season. They, they, they said, okay, we're gonna drop that thing we set out for twenty sixteen, where we said drivers can't fight. We're gonna drop that and screw Bottas out of third place in the standings and tell him to uh, just come over the radio and say, Valtteri, it's James, and just ruin his race. Which, to be honest, I think it's a yeah. bit harsh, especially at Russia. I think Russia was too harsh. I think Russia, they should have... Because at that point, Hamilton was already ahead of Vettel and was pulling away from him. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was just way too harsh. All right, so you have Gasly, I have Bottas. Who do you have in fourth? fourth place in the constructor standings? I have the Ferrari of Charles Leclerc. Now, I would say the only reason I'm saying this is I think it will be like last year, where like it takes him a couple of races to you know adjust to. He's at Ferrari, he has to deal with the fr- the pressure of because last year he was at Sauber, which is a back running team. He's driving for Ferrari, and it's all the pressure being. The youngest Ferrari driver in years, in over, I'd say, 40 yeah. years, I think. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I so in fourth, I had Max Verstappen. And I think Leclerc, he will take some time to adjust. But just the sheer pace he's shown, as long as he can, like, not wreck uh, repeatedly, I think he's definitely he just needs luck, really. To, um... Sort of like last year, sort of screwed yeah. out of good results. Think about uh, Silverstone. He was in a good position. I think he was like eighth. Out oh, the wheel was done properly. He had to retire. Uh, for make it to the second lap, he got uh, he got squeezed by the two force. He just needs luck on his side, really. And they're not. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost pretty much. And, um, not many, not many incidents I say are like his yeah. fault, and I'd say the except for like the incident at the beginning of the season, where it was just like spins and minor incidents, 
he hasn't really taken anyone out except yeah. for Hartley and Monaco, which was because of a brake failure. Yeah. So I had Leclerc in third. Um, yeah. For that yeah. In third place, I, uh, I say Max there. Verstappen. I think Max Verstappen's got it this year. He has so much. He has so much momentum. He Ricard two podiums last year. Most of that's to luck. But then again, Verstappen's had. I think ele- I think he got eleven podiums last year and five in a row. And he got, he almost got three yeah. race wins. I, he's got a bunch of momentum, yeah, and I think he's. I think he's learned about his issues. Like okay, maybe I, I shouldn't be too aggressive. I can just you know hold station. And get back in this good result, yeah. other than crashing and dropping through the field. I think he's learned. I think he's he's learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. um, I think get uh, Verstappen's gonna overdrive his car. I but again, I kind of have um, Red Bull dropping back a tiny yeah. bit, so I think he's gonna be a bit more of a struggle. Uh, second place, I have Hamilton, and then for uh, Vettel winning the championship. Yeah, second place. I I also did Lewis Hamilton, Vettel winning the championship. I feel like this this is Vettel's year, and if he doesn't do it this year, he might even get booted from Ferrari. I'd say he's had so many years to he. I well after you can't really do like twenty six from twenty fifteen to twenty twenty fifteen twenty sixteen. I wouldn't say like you you can't really count those years because obviously. Those were like the big Mercedes dominant years. Those were Mercedes' most dominant years, 2015, 2016. But 2017, yeah. he could have got it. 2018, he could have got it. If he doesn't get it this year, I think this is his last chance. And then if he doesn't do it, I, wouldn't, I don't think they'll boot him, but I think they might uh, give Leclerc the number one driver role. Yeah, I think um, Vettel, if he wins, I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see him if he retire yeah I, w- I also wouldn't be surprised I would not be surprised because he that's all he's ever wanted to do is win a championship for Ferrari and if and if yeah. he does it this year he's done pretty much anything he's won the Monaco Grand Prix he's won the world championship four times in a row what I would like to see is him like do what um Fernando Alonso did and kind of pick and choose big events and maybe even go for the well, trip. Well, I, I wouldn't say I don't think, think Vettel's only 31 years old. Level. Vettel's younger than Hamilton. So I wouldn't say just by age. By age, I think he'll stay because he's got, he's 31 years old. He's got a couple more years left until like his pace starts yeah. to, you know, drop because if you know um, uh, you're not exactly in your prime when you're yeah. when you're older. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd say those are the predictions. I'd say... Yeah, those are the predictions. Uh, this episode, we come back um, for another episode pretty shortly, but I'm tired and it's like... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's almost nine for using it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, eight, but yeah. Anyway... Oh, is it eight? Oh, yeah, never Let's mind. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Motorsport Gang podcast. If you made it through this hour, you have done everything. Now you get kudos from me and Will. Congratulations. You are a, you, you are a god. <laughs> if you have, 
Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts on our pick, send us a voice message. We may feature you in our next episode. I think next episode we're going to go more to the American side of open wheel racing and IndyCar. I'm Will Holtz with the Motorsport Gang Group. Thank you for listening. Uh, obviously, I'm here with the wonderful Logan Morris, yep. who is our expert in Formula One. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to sign off yep. now. All right.